Welcome to this episode of 10 by 10, which is brought to you by the Department of Business and Innovation at Bucks County Community College, hosted by Dean Tracy Timby. Welcome to the 10 by 10 podcast brought to you by the Business and Innovation Department at Bucks County Community College. Today in our continuing series of student and alumni stories, we have Alvin Ayenso. Hi, Alvin. How are you? Hello. I'm fine, please. And you? Um, I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. Um, oh, wonderful. So you are now uh, at Temple, right? You completed at Bucks and, and yeah. you were a student at Temple. What was your major when you were with us at Bucks? Oh, when I was in Bucks, I was doing um, general engineering. Then I took um, a couple more classes and I also got a math degree as well. Okay. So I took two associates from um, Bucks County. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And then you were also working as an engineering tech, is that right? Yeah, I'm the current um, engineering technician of um, Bucks County Community College, the engineering department. Okay, so you're, you're finishing your degree at Temple, but you're still working as an engineering tech for Bucks. Oh, yes. Pretty busy schedule, right? Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you had, you had an interesting project during the quarantine and over the summer. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh yeah, the project was um, during because of the COVID nineteen crisis or the pandemic, a lot of hospitals were left without um, protection equipment, PPE equipment. I was to, I was called by Christine Delahanty, my um, boss, in this case, my old professor. Mm-hmm. She asked me um, if I could actually help in designing some face shields for hospitals. So once I heard about that, I had no choice, but I wanted to jump into that because uh, my mom is actually a nurse. So thinking about her being without that equipment really struck a nerve with me. So I decided to get ready, um, do it as soon as possible. So when I designed I designed a stack mask. So I stacked about 32 3D prints on top of each other and printed them all at once. Um, actually, 32 was actually the lowest. Um, it got to the time we were stacking about 64 at the time. Wow. Um, it wasn't really, it wasn't, um, e- it wasn't easy, of course, because you kind of have to take into consideration the layer height and everything. But, um, you know, I had a lot of experience um, with 3D printers, thanks, with 3D printers, thanks to my time at Box County Community College. So what got you into 3D printing initially? Oh, initially, which was funny because um, initially I went to high school in West Africa, so there was no 3D printers whatsoever there. When I came to Bucks County, um, I was looking for the Society of Bucks Engineers, and I went to one of their club meetings one day, and I saw this big machine there, and the big machine was just um, dispensing plastic. They were telling me it was plastic, and I was just looking at it. I was so interested about it. But I was kind of afraid of it because I was like, man, I don't want to break this thing because I know I can't afford to replace that thing. So they introduced me to 3D printers. That's when I first saw the 3D printer. Um, how I started working on them is like, I took a job with Christine Delahanty. I became a student worker for a while. Um, actually, for my whole time in Box, I was a student, um, student worker. And I started learning how to um, use 3D printers and actually how to fix them as well. Oh, wow. That's how I got started, yeah. That was pretty helpful being able to fix them because I know I've heard that they can be a little temperamental and they might break more often than your average printer. 
Oh, uh, yes. The uh, 3D printers are very, very, very stubborn. <laughs> They're very, very stubborn pieces of machinery. Some 3D printers, actually, when I first got there, there was actually one gigantic 3D printer. For some reason, nobody could get them working. That was our MakerBot um, Z18. And I've been reading so many blog, blog posts about it. So many things. People are always complaining about that 3D printer. Then I, um, I got good. I mean, when I started working there, um, every day a 3D printer, like every day a 3D printer will break on us. <laughs> and it was difficult, especially one 3D printer, um, Lowsbot. That's my favorite 3D printer because it's like a 3D printed 3D printer. It's a 3D printer with um, most of the majority of their parts being um, 3D printed, 3D oh, wow. printed, which was actually quite cool. But it kept on breaking. We had the problem with bed leveling and everything. I mean, we don't have that anymore thanks to um, thanks to our diligence. But yeah, they're very, very temperamental. It, it's very, very difficult to work with them sometimes. But now, um, I can say we're going, we're going good with it. We're good. We're actually quite good now. Well, that's great. And what do you think um, when it comes to the state of three D printing? Where do you, where do you see it going? Well, the state um, currently, when I was at first, when I was thinking about three um, D printing, people were kept on. Um, People kept on and like comparing 3D printers with people just like printing out toys and puzzles and equipment. Yeah, I remember. And, and I didn't like it. I mean, I didn't like it because that's like you know it's my job. I don't, I don't want to say I'm doing 3D printing. Then someone say, "Oh, so you're making toys?" I'm like, no. Right. 3D printing is like um, it's very serious, especially when it comes to um engineering. When you're during the engineering process. Um, I took a I took a class, um, SolidWorks with um, Jay Derish. He was a professor at Bucks County. He is a professor professor at Bucks County. Um, he taught us SolidWorks mm-hmm. and how to three um, D model um, complex engine um, complex um, tools and equipment. So you know, once you um, start three D modeling it, all you want to do so far is just like bring it to life, put some soul into it. So most people are like, how will you do that? I'm like, 3D printing. Right now, the state of 3D printing is that, like, you know, we're serious now. Everybody sees that we're serious because this um, COVID-19 pandemic actually showed the world how serious and how important 3D printing is. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I'm very happy about. At first, I didn't think we were being taken seriously enough, but now... I see how ma- how much of a force or how how major 3D printing is. Because when I first started designing the stack model, we had a stack model we had to do for the um, face shields. Mm-hmm. Uh, face shields are like very thin and very small. And it takes like 30 seconds or, thir- sorry, not 30 seconds, at least one hour to 30 minutes to print one of them out. Now, one hour or 30 minutes to print one of them out, that's fine because, you know, it's a 3D printer. Mm-hmm. But nobody's going to stand there for like 30 minutes just to, for the 3D printers to finish and then now remove just one model. Right. So I decided to um, stack them all together. And when I decided like, okay, let's try to stack them all together. I went online to see like if anybody had that same idea as I did. Not knowing there's other people who actually had that same idea and like, you know, did it. Wow. I mean, I still went by my design, but like I was so happy the 3D printing community band together during this um COVID nineteen pandemic. And you know, they did it. They just um <laughs> started stacking all the models together. I saw one person, he actually had to program the um 3D printer to actually um 
actually remove a print. So basically, he uses the head, the head to push out the um, 3D printed objects uh-huh. from it. So it's basically the 3D printer is kind of autonomous. Mm-hmm. So right now, the state of 3D printing is that it's still up and coming. Uh, right now, 3D printing or 3D printer, um, 3D printers, um, to be real, is like they're still up and coming. Right. But right. we're getting like we're getting there. We're getting we're really getting there because right now. The most important thing is that their time, because some 3D printers print faster than others. I think the latest ones actually print way faster than the old ones we kind of have at the school. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're going good. I remember that first one, it would take, I don't know, six hours or something to print. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was was really cool, the, the things that would come out of it, but it would really take a long time. And so... You made these, you made the face shields and then you were able to donate them to um, the Bucks County Intermediate Unit. Is that right? And then also some of the different departments on campus, uh, security, nursing and the arts. So you really had a big part in in keeping everybody at the community college safe. And I really appreciate all your work that you've done. And um, it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. I, I, I appreciate what you're saying in terms of you feeling like uh, 3D printing is really kind of bust through now because of the implications for um, making PPE quickly. Yes. So what are your plans for the future? Um, plans for the future? Right now, I'm still at Temple. I'm honestly trying to get um, this degree. I want to be a consultant um, for a while. But one of the main, one of my main projects and one project I'm very passionate about is water purification, which is weird because I'm doing computer engineering, Hmm. but I do want to minor in environmental. Um, Water purification is something very, very important to me. And actually, um, I've been using the 3D printers um, in order to 3D print certain models for a water purification device I'm designing. Um... The reason why I say water purification is that I was, uh, I spent majority of my childhood in Ghana, West Africa. Mm-hmm. Now, when people talk about Africa, one thing in mind, one thing they always have in mind is that, you know, the place doesn't have water. Mm-hmm. We have water. We have water in West Africa. But our water, some, um, sometimes some are pure, some, of, some sources are pure, whereby they're clean to drink mm-hmm. and used for bathing, bathing and all those type of things. Well, some areas, the water is not that good, not filtered, it's quite terrible. Mm. Um, That's why one of my passions, one of my main passions is actually designing a device that actually purifies water at a goal, at one goal. Usually when it comes to purification, you have to take it through so many steps Uh that waste time and, you know, most people can't actually afford that. Right. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to make a device that purifies everything at one go, and that is actually cost um, affordable. Right. Because I remember back when I used to be in the um, boarding house. I went to a boarding house when I was in um, Ghana. I had to walk. I had to walk like a mile with a bucket just to get some water to bath, because they used to have a water a water sort um, shortage. Like um, they get to the time the pipes don't flow. So you have to walk to get it, get it from a poly tank. Um, a poly tank is just like a gigantic tank that holds a huge volume of water. Wow. So I have to walk on like a mile or so just to get that and come back to in order to take my bath and everything. But I'm thinking to myself that I can make this better. Yeah. But I have to make it better because, you know, 
I'm not in Africa anymore. I'm in America. So I have to put my nose to the grindstone and make this world better for everybody. Not only Africa, but America as well. And everywhere, any, any, any other part of the world without water. I know Flint, Michigan is having a huge problem with water. Right. Actually, I heard that there's been um, a lot of huge developments when it comes to that, which yeah. I'm very thankful for. Yeah. But still, I want to do better. And I want to help them out even more. Well, you're an amazing young man. And I have no doubt just from this conversation and everything that you've done at Box that you're going to, you will figure it out and you're going to be just a, a huge success. So thank, thank you, you so much um, for joining us and have a, have a great day. Thank you. This concludes this episode of 10 by 10. We invite you to listen and share our other episodes. 10 by 10 is presented by the Department of Business and Innovation at Bucks County Community College.